this is episode 505 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday. Nope, Wednesday, August 1st, 2018. I was almost going to say 13, and that was that's not even close. I am your host, Mark Vignez, and on today's episode, in celebration of 505 episodes, I am going to be talking about 505 different games published by 505 Games. Is that even technically possible? I don't know. I'm I'm sure they haven't published anywhere near that many games. They've published a lot, though, I think. But 505 games? I don't think so. Uh, also, I'm I'm just... I'm joshing with you. I'm joshing. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just teasing because why the hell would I talk about 505 games? Are you out of your mind? But I'll, <laughs> I'll talk probably a bit more about No Man's Sky. I've got some Gene Rain, and that's Gene, G-E-N-E, Rain, not J-E-A-N, Rain, which would be a much more interesting game, I think, than what Gene Rain ends up being. And... I guess I'll start with some more movie talk, a little bit of movie talk. So going off of uh, MoviePass and all that jazz that went down, um, it seems that they have decided to change the way their system is going to work. And my immediate thought to the news was, uh, I'm surprised the honeymoon lasted as long as it did. And now reality is sinking in. How many people they're going to lose from this news, I don't know. But I can say that my friend Rob already canceled his subscription. My friend Corey is going to be canceling his subscription. My dad canceled his. And then I'm on the fence because I can still get use out of it at 15 bucks a month with indie theaters and all that jazz that are more pricey. But the way they've changed the service right now is that you they're going to be increasing the the monthly fee to 14.99 a month and then for any release that comes out on more than a thousand theaters so your big releases i believe you can't see them for two weeks Uh, but anything smaller uh indie films and like that that middle ground between indie and big studio films you can still see those fine I don't think they talked about peak pricing or anything uh, and how that's changing, but if the weekend is anything to go by, weekends will just be peak pricing across the board, regardless of time. Uh, I looked at the app today, and there was no peak pricing for any movie today. So, see how that goes. I know they've talked about introducing a guest system, which I don't know what the hell that means and how it's going to be implemented. If it's like, once a month or once a week, you can bring a guest for free or for like a, a peak pricing type of fee. Like, oh, for a few extra bucks, you can bring, you can get a ticket for someone else, which would be a nice feature. But, um, yeah, so they increased the subscription by five bucks. You still can't see a movie more than one time. They're going to introduce where you can pay an upcharge for IMAX and all that jazz at some point, along with the guest thing and all that. Um, and yeah, I, I think they've said that this will help alleviate cost uh, and, and the losses by a significant margin. But even so, I still don't know if it's enough to save them and keep them afloat. I think they might be screwed because of 
the I mean it's going to be hard to sell people on the service who have already been using it because you're asking them to pay more for less and that's not a good business model it's typically if you're asking them to pay more you're going to be giving them more so doing what they did making the service so ridiculously good in the very beginning to onboard people and to get people into the service they have made it so that all these little changes that still if you can er, if you can erase all your memory of the movie pass at 10 bucks with all the things you know that you could do it's still not a terrible deal in large part because you can you can compare it to AMC's A-list pass whatever or I think Cinemark has their own thing and there's other ones and those are all good and they're they're good in different ways the AMC one's great and then you can reserve a ticket like you can reserve a ticket for the next big Marvel movie as soon as reservations go up you can see IMAX 3D etc all you know they're all included but it's only AMC theaters and like I said there are a lot of AMC theaters but if you're looking for a lot of like really really indie films they're not all going to be there um uh, especially depending on where you are in Chicago there are certain AMCs that do get a lot of indies like the River East uh Crown Village Crossing 18 has them uh some of the ones out in the the burbs like Lincolnshire, uh, South Barrington, um, what have you. All that information, <laughs> nobody cares if unless they're in this area. But MoviePass still has the advantage of being usable at almost every single theater. Uh, and that's a, that's a big thing. So I am going to, like, uh, this news came out a few days after my subscription my my monthly bill had already uh been paid for cuz i'm mine renews on like the 28th or something so it's like okay well i still have a whole month and it's still at 10 bucks for me it hasn't changed in my account info so i'm going to, and i don't i don't think they mentioned and i didn't get any email or any notification in the app about the new price going into effect for me immediately so we'll see how that goes but I'm going to wait and see how I feel about it. Um, but it is annoying, but it also is expected. I think a lot of people who have any sense and got into MoviePass early and the whole 10 bucks a month for all that jazz, they knew it was not going to last because it's a terrible business model. You look at it and you're like, how, do, how does this make you any money? It doesn't. It doesn't make you any money. You tried doing things to get you in, into, well, I don't know what the hell I'm just saying, but uh, they tried to find ways to make money. I know they really tried to strong arm AMC theaters into giving them a percentage of the concessions, but they had none of that because I think they get that with smaller theaters and chains. But AMC's like, we don't, we don't need you. Really, we don't. Um, there's also like a news story, I think, or maybe a few that were saying, you know what? Mission Impossible did not do as well as expected, and maybe that's because of the movie pass thing. But then I saw some other articles saying that movie that uh, Mission Impossible exceeded expectations a bit. So who knows what's going on? Um, but yeah, movie pass. On the topic of movies, I've been watching more comedies, and I am one of the things I'm realizing when I'm going through my collection and DVDs and Blu-rays and just the fact that I have a lot of DVDs because 
the DVDs were mass produced. They got really, really cheap where you can get them for a dollar or two very quickly, especially at used places and whatnot um, that I have so many. And I'm noticing that I have a good amount of movies. I'm not going to have them anymore. But ones that I probably would be okay if I was if I was just channel surfing and it was on TV. I might just sit and, you know, fine, I'll watch this now. But they're not movies I would go out of my way to watch that I would actively want to watch if I was given the option. If I could look through my library and say, ooh, I want to watch this. There are plenty of ones that I don't want to do that. And a lot of comedies, and I'm realizing too with comedies, is that, one, when I was 18, I was much more easily amused um but i think when i was 18 i was just there there was a lot of when i was 18 and getting picked on a lot there was a lot of just me trying to figure out who i was and struggling with my identity and the the idea of trying to conform and agree with people so that maybe I would not get picked on as much. And that kind of just lingered on in a way that, like, there are movies that I watched when I was in that age bracket that I remember liking to various degrees. And I think I just ended up getting them and then never rewatching them. And then now at 32 and watching them again, I'm like, wow, I really don't like these. Like, there are a lot of comedies that have great moments in them. But as a complete package, they're not super great. They don't do a good job of keeping me interested in between their little set pieces of ludicrous nonsense that are chuckle-worthy. So I rewatched Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. Not a fan of that. Not a fan at all. It's a lot of gross, disgusting humor that ship uh, the shit battles or whatever battle shit uh was gross and not funny at all that's one of the most unfunny things i've seen in a while i forgot all about it and the funny thing about it is that i believe it's from the same director who did dude where's my car and you could see a lot of similarities between the two i still like dude where's my car and the reason why i like dude where's my car over harold and kumar is that dude where's my car dude where's my car where's yeah, that sounded weird. Um, is just so incredibly stupid. It is just stupid beyond stupid beyond stupid. And I can enjoy it for how stupid it is. It's insanely stupid. Harold and Kumar is gross and full of... It feels cheaper and lazy and like it's trying harder to be genuinely funny. And dude, where's my car? Is just it's it's just a piece of shit. But it's in, it's enjoyable because it's so bad. Um, so yeah, and I like I I enjoy the really stupid little things uh, they have in Dude, Where's My Car? Like at the Chinese restaurant, uh, they know and then or when they're looking at each other's tattoos and stuff like that. It's just count this constant back and forth that goes on too long and because it goes on too long it's amusing and it it works for me uh and Harold and Kumar doesn't so uh and 
and I also recently watched Pineapple Express, which I think is still another really solid, almost great um, stoner comedy, stoner uh, heavy comedy. Uh, it, it does it does drag at times, but it, overall it's pretty damn fun, and it's got some great great moments. Um, and then what else did I watch? I watched The Hangover. I really did not like that at all. It has some moments, but overall I really like... I just find the majority, if not all the characters, the main cast, and it's just miserable to be around. I've never seen any of the other ones either, but um, I remember liking that more, I think. But I, I never remember loving it. I think I, I feel like I remember leaving the theater thinking... That was okay. There were some funny moments, and then everyone around me was telling me how great it was. I'm like, yeah, that was that was great, wasn't it? Oh, but um, rewatching, I'm like, ugh, no, I don't want to rewatch this ever again. And then I, I was also watching some romantic comedies because I am a sucker for romantic comedies. That is my favorite genre, ro- romance in general. That's my favorite genre because. I don't find love in real life, so I can find it in the movies. Or I find love in real life, and it just is not meant to be. Uh, but I was re-watching Bridget Jones, and I remember not liking it the first time I saw it. Then I remember watching it again and being like, fine, this is fine. And that's sort of where it is, but I think Renee Zellweger is... I don't. I guess I would say she's miscast, but not because she's not British or anything. I just... I'm not a huge Renee Zellweger fan, and I, after about 40 minutes or so, I'm like, I don't really care about her or her relationship life or anything. I'm like, I don't, she doesn't need to be happy because I really could care less about her. So that one is gone. Um, And also 40 Days and 40 Nights is not a great movie. Um, The only reason I ever had it and enjoyed it is because I think Shannon Sossaman is one of the most beautiful beings on this planet, and she she's incredibly beautiful and adorable in the movie. But honestly, I don't need to keep a movie just because I think one of the a- uh, actors in it is very beautiful and pretty to look at, and and you know, cute and charming in the movie. I can watch other movies with her, like Risk Cards: The Love Story, which is a fantastic movie that needs to be on Blu-ray. What the freaking fracker fuck <laughs> uh or you know like watch a night's tale or her really small part in kiss kiss bang bang which doesn't even need to be mentioned but kiss kiss bang bang is still a fantastic movie and what really made me realize that because I, I thought i was being really hard on a lot of these comedies and thinking that all oh, these are just okay potentially bad but then i rewatched a, a comedy i knew i loved that I still love, and it it just made everything much clearer. It's like, no, these these comedies are really just not great or just okay, and that's that's fine. I think the the whole mentality of it's it's much harder to make someone laugh and cry is very very true, and I'm learning that as I'm rewatching a bunch of comedies that I didn't remember, and I like the reason why I'm rewatching a lot of these ones that I end up not really liking is because I don't remember loving them or having strong feelings for them. And the comedy that made me realize that, no, great comedy is a great comedy, and it's very clear, is Role Models, which I think is 
one of the most underrated comedies of the 21st century. It is fantastic. It grabs me right from the very beginning. And it's the kind of movie that I put on and I'm like, I just want to throw this on and see if even this one potentially maybe doesn't work for me as well anymore. And I watched it and I'm like, nope, it still does. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I, can, I, can, I can watch it a few more minutes. And that just kept going and going. I'm like, oh, well, there you go. I love that movie so much. Um, highly, highly recommend it. Um, so, yeah. Don't know what else is on the rewatch docket, but... It is nice clearing out my collection and putting stuff on eBay. It seems like waiting until now to put up my copy of Split was a good thing because it's already up to $6.50, and I think you can get it cheaper on Amazon because that's also, I have you know, like $4 shipping and handling, so it's ten fifty for whoever wins it, very minimum, unless it goes up. And I don't know if that's because, hey, the glass trailer that people are getting excited about that and they want split now and they just go to i don't i'm curious who goes to ebay for movies if they're not complete because like i could see maybe you wanting like i want a copy of split with the slip cover and all that but if you don't want the slip cover i don't feel like it's any cheaper but whatever i'm not gonna complain give me give me that money um but i don't have any biters on any of my used copies which i hope changes because I want to get rid of these things. Uh, so yeah, I've got so many, so many movies to sell. So uh, it'll be fun. So many trips to the, the post office. But moving on to games and all that jazz. So still playing a lot of No Man's Sky. Crossed the 20-hour mark. Getting close to a day's worth of time in the game. I am now on in a planet with hostile sentinels that if they spot me regardless of what i'm doing whether i'm mining or doing anything just standing there they're going to come after me i forgot how annoying that can be so you really just got to keep moving you can't really sit still for any period of time uh and i think it's because it this planet like usually that's because a planet has a really valuable resource and this one has like gavino balls or something these glowy balls that are like they're black but when you get close to them they start shining so bright that the entire screen goes white and you start picking those up, then three sentinels, you're going to get like the three star uh, mark of anger <laughs> towards you. Uh, so that's frustrating because I just, I don't even want, I don't want your balls, okay? Sentinels, you can have your balls. I don't want any of your balls. I just want to go on your planet and find the word things. Why can't I ever remember what they're called, those columns? I should know what they're called at this point, but I, I want to learn more words to, uh, for various alien languages, and I want to find drop pods to increase my exosuit, and I want to scan the fauna and flora on your planet to make lots and lots of money and some nanites as well. Let me do that. Just let me do that. So I'm I'm curious. I don't know if anything's been added in any of the updates that are like you can put on this thing or like there's a consumable that will make sentinels ignore me for a period of time that would be amazing but i don't think anything like that exists because it would probably be a little bit too not exactly game breaking but i don't know i've uh, been messing around with the freighter a bit more and finally got my uh, control room or whatever it's called installed because i kept forgetting i needed gold and silver for that so now i can send ships on missions and i'll see how that goes so that's a fun little 
I, I really like the addition of the freighter and that management, but there are some annoying things. Like, I hate the fact that you can send items in your inventory to your freighter at any point, regardless of where you are and where your freighter is, but you can't do uh, the opposite. It doesn't work vice versa, so you can't pull anything from your freighter back to your inventory, which seems weird, because why can't I send it there and I can't have it sent back? It doesn't seem to make any sense. Then that's because it doesn't make any sense. But I am just so into it, and now I'm on to, I think... I don't know if this is one of the newer story um, arcs, mission uh, trees that was added in one of the updates in the past, but I'm on this thing now where I run into a stranger and I found their crashed ship and I'm doing all these things and their crashed ship was actually pretty good. It's like an A-class with some good fighter capabilities and a, a decent amount of slots. There's a lot of busted things in there that I'll have to fix, but I decided to take it because it was free, and it'll be pretty valuable once I clean it all up, which shouldn't be much of a problem. I am getting frustrated when I find ships. that I, There's nothing as frustrating as finding the perfect ship for me and having it cost 83.5 friggin' million credits this is a nightmare. I felt I felt pretty good in my 12.5 million credit bank, and I'm like, yeah, I can get I can get a lot of stuff with this money. And then I see this perfect ship in this great shade of red, my favorite color, and I look at it, and it's an A class, and it's got like 47 slots in it. I'm like, son of a bitch, there's no way I can afford this because I already saw one that was like a 41 slot, the same model ship. Uh, same color and that was like 38 million and then I, I was like so let's just see how much this costs anyway and that one was like a c class i think so this is a like this was already gonna be incredibly expensive and i looked at that price and i'm like mother like i wish there was some way i could be like can i just like put a, a tracking device on the ship and i can just follow it around all these various galaxies so that when i get the money i can buy it because i don't want to have to sit in a, a space station or at a trading post and just wait for another ship like that because it was so it was perfect i took a picture of it i'll put that as the the, the art for this podcast episode but it was a nightmare because it was so pretty and it had so many slots you can't can you believe that it's so many slots um so that was that was disappointing but i'm just i'm in love with no man's sky all over again and the new additions i'm really enjoying like i do enjoy picking up missions at the guild hall and going on and just doing these simple things like destroying sentinels or killing creatures i feel bad whenever i kill creatures because for the most part they're not hostile i haven't run into into any hostile creatures but you know scanning fauna or minerals or flora or anything um delivering packages i hate delivering packages because they're usually at other star systems and ones i haven't been to and i'm just like uh i want to stay in this one and like clean it out as much as i can and not go to another star system and then just have all these things where it's like okay now i'm losing track of everywhere i've been um but yeah i absolutely love no man's sky i found out that on ps4 pro or not it seems to run not so well that's the the worst platform for the game at this point in time and i guess some of the recent updates is what caused it because it it had a an update whatever i don't know months ago maybe a year ago or whatever maybe the like last big update it really ran smoothly and then it's just 
been progressively worse since then or something along those lines. But I've been playing on the Xbox One X and I haven't had any issues. It did at times uh, slow down when I was playing on the higher performance mode or high quality mode. And when I changed it to performance mode because it I think I may have said uh, in the first time I talked about that I thought I noticed a, a big change. That's not the case at all, especially on my 1080p screen, because uh, I think it it takes it down from true 4K to like I don't know 2.5K or something. So if you're on 4K, you maybe notice it more. But on the high performance mode, it's been running smoothly. I haven't noticed any kind of drops in the frame rate or any issues like that. So. I had a great experience with it on the X and I'm just looking forward to continuing to play it and all that. Uh I think part of I think part of the the mission I'm talking about with the stranger and finding their their message and their ship broken down and all that jazz. I think that has to do with the next update cuz I think it's it's alluding to the multiplayer component of the game and like oh I've run into like 12 of you already and you all act the same and you don't blah 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 and I'm like maybe that's what's going on. But I've, I've still never run into anyone in my game, which I don't know if that's weird or rare or not in 20 plus hours because I heard someone else talking about the game and they said that on their home island when they first started up the game, they ran into someone who killed them, which that would be a horrible first experience. But um, I love the game. Looks good. It looks. I think it looks great for given, given how big it is and everything. Creatures, I think... Uh, for the most part, I think they look weird. Um, I'm, I've noticed that there are a lot of similar ones, so I don't know how much variety there is to like spore it up. Um, and maybe it depends on just going to new galaxies and all that, and that they are, tend to be the same on the same galaxy or whatever. But yeah, I, I really, really enjoy the game, and I'm just having a blast with it, and I'm, I'm curious when i will finally fall off of it and what the reason will be but at this point i don't see myself stopping anytime soon and so now i will talk about gene rain and remember that is gene g-e-n-e rain and gene rain is a very bad game i've only played it for I don't know, 30 minutes, an hour, but I can already tell it's very bad. And I can tell that because the voice acting is terrible. The writing is terrible. The visuals are okay, but the texture quality is incredibly low. Um, the, the, the gunplay, the gameplay in general feels terrible. And it's just got absolutely no redeeming qualities. I always feel worried whenever i boot up a game and navigate in the menu i can only do with the analog stick when i can't use the d-pad i don't understand how that happens why that happens i i feel like that is something that should be such a basic thing because i don't i feel like navigating the menu with the d-pad is so much more comfortable than navigating with the analog stick so whenever that happens i'm like i don't like i don't like this um but the th what Gene Rain is, the story is, I don't freaking know. There's like warp holes, black hole things going on. And at this point, you're like this woman. And you're just like, they're telling you about the story. But then you transition to this military person. And it's very, very, 
very, very, very, very, very clearly trying to be like Gears of War. Ridiculously so. So it's a cover-based third-person shooter. And to to um, reload your weapon to get more ammo, there are these containers, these long rectangles that are like dark gray and have like blue glowy bits around them, just like in Gears of War. And your your model, your character, you have body armor and a helmet, and you look sort of like the Carmine Brothers in Gears of War, a lot like the Carmine Brothers. The 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 armor looks way too close to the armor in Gears of War, except for the fact that the texture quality is so incredibly low that you can barely see anything. It's not detailed at all. It's just a blurry, muddy mess. Um, and the funny thing is, I think the texture quality is still a problem, but I think the character models actually don't look terrible, especially in the faces in the loading screen. <laughs> but that's who cares about that. And then the shooting doesn't feel good when you make impact with an enemy. It doesn't feel satisfying. The in the in-game settings it says that you can have the option, and I turn on this option so that when you zoom in, it'll do a little bit of an auto lock on. Um, not auto lock on, but uh, auto aim assist. Aim assist. That doesn't seem to be the case. If it does exist, it is the it is like the bare minimum aim assist they could possibly implement in the game. And there are times where my crosshair is red more this it, is a, a more frequent than it should be but my crosshair is red i'm targeting an enemy but for some reason something with the environment is just going haywire or weird and i'm not making contact with the enemy i'm shooting it and there's nothing in the way there's not any kind of uh thing blocking the path you know there's no cover or anything but my bullets aren't hitting them that's really frustrating to sprint, you push in the left analog stick. There is no option to just press it to sprint, so you have to hold it in. That feels terrible. I hate the way that feels. Um, going in the cover is whatever. Um, it's just a very bad game. And like I said, the st voice acting is terrible. They're, it's clearly not native English speakers. Uh... There was, I forgot, the one that stood out pronunciation-wise is that somebody said mechanical, but they said, like, machinial or something. It was really weird. I'm like, what the hell are they saying? And the subtitles are not always on the screen with the dialogue. They don't always stay on the screen with the dialogue. They don't always fit in place. The timing isn't always right, and the writing isn't always the same which is something I, I noticed with lower budget games. I think Pascure had the same thing. Pascure actually felt better, but it just had other problems. Um, but also at time, there was a point where the dialogue had I'm blah, 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 whatever in it, but I'm was spelled I, apostrophe. See, they're, they're screwing with my pronunciation. I, apostrophe, space, space, M, space space it was like there's so many weird little issues with the game i killed an enemy once and they didn't die or fall or anything like that they just stood there stuck in space um that that was really weird there were these zombie enemies that they blow up after a few shots and they just blow up into like a puff of dust and then you see like 
these really low polygonal uh, polygonal uh, bones for them. It's a it's a incredibly disappointing game. I was so excited to boot it up, and then I started playing. I'm like, oh no, this is bad. And I hate this because I don't like shitting on a game. I, I I've talked about this what an episode or two ago about not liking this, um, but it it's just it has no redeeming qualities. Past Cure, I think, had a lot of really shitty things, but I don't know. There was enjoyment to be found in some of it, and like the story was trying to do something interesting, even though it didn't succeed. And I don't feel like this story is really doing anything interesting. And I am shocked at the elements of the game that are so ridiculously taken from Gears of War. It's it's crazy, um, I, especially the the ammo supplies, the ammo caches are just like this is. This is Gears of War. Uh, so that is Gene Rain. I believe it's on PS4 and Xbox One. No PC, so don't play it. I, I would highly recommend avoiding it. I can't see any point in time where they could possibly update it and make it into a good game. Uh, there are there are things that I could that I think would be very nice quality of life improvements. Uh, in particular, the the sprinting mechanic. If I could just push it in, and it would just lock. You know, I don't. I want it to just be a toggle. I don't want it to be uh, something I have to hold down. Um, that is the like the biggest annoyance of the game for me because it just feels terrible holding that in. I've never liked that in any game where sprint is something you have to hold down, unless it's tied to like the A button. That feels much more natural to do, but holding in because that's also your movement. Um, it just doesn't feel good. Uh, so yeah, Gene Rain. Don't, don't, don't do it. Um, you, you, you've been warned. Uh, I, I definitely recommend if you're if you want to play something, play Pascure instead. I mean, I would not recommend playing the, either of them, but if you want to play one or the other, I don't know why you would. But um, yeah, that will do it for this here episode of the pixelated sausage podcast i'm always happy to end on such a positive note once again i'm your host marcus nez y'all can find me on twitter instagram xbox live my email list steam twitch and all the usual places at px sausage the site is of course pixelated sausage.com i'm also on psn the kush 3 whatever who cares just let me change my name already is that confirmed to be in the 6.0 update i don't know but i just want to play it uh I, I, I you don't play changing your name so i don't know what i'm doing i just started talking really fast uh i feel like i should do an episode really 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 quickly for all you weirdos who listen to your podcast at two times the speed i don't get it i want to know what my voice sounds in all sped up but I don't want to check it out for myself because I'm already, like, I don't, I mean, my voice is fine, whatever, but two times the speed, I don't know what the hell that's like. Is it like a chickmunk? I don't know. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Paranormal podcast and the return of Pixelated Radio at some point in the future, probably, unless we just decide to cancel it before it gets back up and running. And Attack the Backlog will be happening at some point in the near future. I'm trying to figure out how I want to just set everything up and what game I want to start off with. I, I feel like I'm not going to just force... My, I, I'm not going to just play games I've never played, but also games that 
I haven't played for a very long time that I want to get back to. So Jade Empire is definitely a tempting first choice. But also because my friend John brought it up, uh, I do really, really, really want to play Sid Meier's Pirates. But I don't know how the game is structured. And that if it's, I don't know if it's very open-ended or it's just that you have a certain number of things you can do on every single day or however it's set up, and you can choose to do, you know, do a lot of action or do a lot of talking and like merchant things or whatever. Uh, and that, regardless of what you choose to do, everyone's going to be moving at the same pace. Or if you can really just kind of go off of the story and really just do your own thing for a while and then get back, like those type of games don't work as well for game club type of uh scenarios because i i think telling someone that they need to hit a certain point in a game that is so open-ended and and making them play in a way they they wouldn't like if they want to really venture off and just try a bunch of different things and then they feel like they have to take themselves away from that to get back to the main story and follow the path I don't think that's a good way to play it. So, I mean, there's also the case of just having it be, you know, I I will be playing these games and playing them in the way I play them, and you can come, you know, go along for the ride. And I mentioned that I've hit this point or something, and say that if you haven't and you don't want to be spoiled, you stop listening. But if that isn't as important to you because it is such an open-ended game and the main story might not and the reason why you're not playing the main story is because you're not that invested in it but you're invested in the world and all the and all the crazy things that are happening that could also be the, uh, you know be the way it, it'll work out uh but that's you know who knows that's a few weeks away at the very least uh but all the podcasts that are currently up and running uh, like Pixelated Paranormal and this here podcast are available on podcast services across the globe like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And if you like the art I do or want to check it out, if you've never seen it, you can go over to pxsart.com and check it out. It's a lot of colorful, kooky, weird little nonsense. And if you like something and you see the link under it, you click it, it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of that piece. And then you can have your very own piece of Mark made nonsense. And if you'd like to support that art in other ways and the site and the podcast and all that jazz, you can go over to patreon.com slash PXS and support us that away. And yeah, if you want to watch some anime reviews or see the video for this podcast, which is not at all exciting or interesting, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage.com and watch it there. And that, my friends, will do it for this here episode. I feel good about this one. I like this episode. This was a good one. I think maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, don't tell me. Just go away. Go away. Um, no, no, stay, stay. Keep listening. Just don't tell me about how much you hate the show. Why are you listening? If you're still listening to this, you must have enjoyed this episode too because it doesn't make sense for you to have stuck around for like 35 minutes if you weren't enjoying it like myself. And so I will finally say... Bye.